What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free, people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you, folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Using Anchor, you can actually make money from your podcast. Straight hard cash, homie. Whether you have a handful of friends, family, or group that wants to hear your content, there is no minimum listenership. It's everything you would ever need to make a podcast in one simple place. Want to get started? Here's what you guys need to do. Download the free Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started today. Now back to our nation's capital with Sarone and Simpson. We're here. We're it's happening. Here. Hey, FYI. So my inflatable update. Um, so I obviously, you know, you have those late, those latecomers that end up putting their stuff out really late uh, on their lawn and all that kind of stuff. There's this one house that actually has uh, like basically all like camouflage stuff. So you have Santa that's, you know, ho ho hoing, you know, in the front in all camo gear, digital camo, by the way. Um, that, that matters. And it then does. you have it does. a reindeer that's on a tree stand, which is very weird with a shotgun in his hand. That's going to really make kids cry. Wow. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Uh, and then there's another one. Uh, this one is a dog that has a, a Santa hat that's in camo and he's holding this, um, this, uh, stocking that says Santa's, Santa's little buddy or something like that. And his eyes, like, I don't know if it's like an LED thing or something like that, uh, but his eyes like blink and it's like the scariest thing you'll ever see even when you're, you know, a 27 year old human like me. Yeah, I don't like, like that. That seems it, terrifying. It, 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 and yeah, it's, it's, it's in the front and center too of the, of the lawn. Like I'm like, I'm looking at it and it's like blinking its eyes and it's just like, <laughs> I'm his little buddy. <laughs> like, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of freaky. I was like, whoa, Okay. Uh, you got a reindeer with a shotgun. You got a dog that 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 wants to kill you. It's like, geez, Louise. And they got also another Santa on their lawn that's uh, like ice dancing. Uh, like it's like probably about three foot tall, and it's basically just spinning in circles with its leg, kind of like he's ice dancing or ice skating or whatever in the Olympics. And no, that could have been you. You you're light on your feet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about it lately. Um, but uh, we'll get to that in the two-point conversion because I have a good story and a good little uh, little thing we could talk about. But, um, my, I mean, there's a lot of inflatables out there, dude, that are just popping up left and right, which I'm like, how do you get these? This is like a, on, a, on, a, on a Chinese site or something like that where they're just like, we're going to make these for Americans. Or we're going to make, you know, all the Americans happy out there, all types. Yeah, know your audience. There. You know, they, <laughs> they know that, you know, we're dumb enough to buy those things and put them on our lawns. So might as well. I mean, I just don't know where you find some of these things, though, man. It's like I, I understand that I'm, I get frustrated with that really easily, but I just don't understand where you're going to find a, a, a reindeer that's in a tree stand with a shotgun in its hand. That's an inflatable. 
Like, I mean, what in the, I mean, I, I don't understand the irony, you know, rain, deer. Maybe it's custom running. made. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe they did it in their yeah, You basement. ever think of that? Yeah, maybe a little it's custom cleats. made action. They <laughs> reached out to the, uh, uh, the inflatable, and uh, I don't even know of a good website for that inflatables.com i don't know um and they got <laughs> them go there they got the, yeah there. yeah you're right i don't advise anyone to go there yeah that's not oh, a good man. you're right that's not a good idea not on this computer <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely not on your work computer not safe for work what did you what did you actually ask for for christmas i never asked you that what did i ask what did i ask for like what did i ask santa claus for <laughs> yeah, um duh. santa's real you know, not much. I mean, I'm thinking about getting a Switch, a Nintendo Switch. So I kind of thought about maybe okay, uh, okay. asking for a little help in that department. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm always a guy that likes some some books here and there, and oh, uh, books. maybe some more Red Wings gear as they as a uh, as a as a uh, gear up for their playoff run. We'll see. Um, that's good. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's probably it. You know, as, so, as I get older, dude, the problem is as I get older, I tend to not know what I want for Christmas. Like when you're young, you're like, I love, you know, I, I don't know. I, I love tigers and they can do a stuffed tiger or whatever. Like when you're your kids, stuff like that. Like my niece, who's five, is really, you know, high up on unicorns and stuff like that right now. So it's like when you're younger, you know what you want. But then when someone says, hey, you know, you know, what do you what do you want for Christmas? And you're just like. I, I I don't know. Let me get back to you on that. Let me send you a you know a memo or something like that later because I have no idea. Cause you, you don't think about it right on the spot. Like, oh, yeah, I want a new car or I want – Yeah, the answer is always thing. money, just as much <laughs> money as yeah. possible. Yeah, seriously. And that's the thing is I, like my mom asked me what I want and I was like, I, I have no idea. And I, I don't think I've known what I wanted for Christmas the last like decade. <laughs> like I just I, – I don't get it. I just don't know. I, I love, you know, Redskins gear and – but the thing is, is everything's so damn expensive that you don't want to ask somebody, "Hey, I want a you know a, a you know a Alice Ovechkin throwback sweater, you know that's you know a hockey sweater that's basically going to cost you you know one hundred and eighty dollars." Yeah, no, I know what you mean. You don't want the loser ones, you know that that's a, the loser ones cost like you know, no. What are you bucks. What are you going to get a Lars Eller jersey now? <laughs> I'm not talking about the player. I'm talking about the quality. But I guess I guess that's true. Um, yeah, you're not going to get some, you know, freaking Madison Bowie shirt. Yeah, man, Jer- jerseys are just, they're too much, man. They're too expensive. It's yeah, crazy. It's, I don't get it. That's why you have to go on, I used to go on this Chinese site. Oh, um, yeah, was it Alibaba? Uh, I was. I assume it's similar to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my go-to, but uh, I forgot what the name of it was, and it was great, dude. Like, this site, I mean, I got my buddy a uh, Sean Taylor blackout jersey um that basically it was a black jersey with the redskin logo on both sleeves and then it had uh sean taylor's name on the back but all the lettering and all the numbering was uh or all the numbers i should say i don't even know if numbering is a word all the numbers and all the lettering were black with the uh burgundy and gold outlining the letters and the numbers wow wow So it was it was sick i got it for like 35 bucks and it took like three weeks to get here um but if you plan you know, well enough that you can get it. But that's the thing is that literally I ended up uh, getting that for him. And then I got something for myself. Uh, but then that size was like two sizes too small. So I've only worn it like twice. Um, it was like an RG3, like, I don't know, some cool camo thing, whatever. 
But my aunt, she got something on a different Chinese site. And the funny thing was it was an Alfred Morris jersey at the time. And literally, dude, I have to show you this sometime. I might take a picture of it and, and just send it to you. And then you can you can tweet it out or whatever sure. uh, of, of, of jersey fails. Literally, this there was like threads from the stitching, like hanging out. There was uh, logos that were crooked. The I think the name Morris was crooked, um, and it, it, it was like the biggest hurting jersey you ever seen. Like that jersey was made by like somebody in your you know family life and consumer sciences uh, class or what's it called, whatever the facts class in middle school where you sew and cook. Uh, like it's yeah. It, see, it I didn't made. do that. I was busy in in shop class, Mike, making things with my hands. I wasn't <laughs> sewing and cooking uh, like hey, you, you were. Know clearly, how to do, that stuff. do, do you though? Not. I don't. No, I, do. I, I need to learn how to build a structure. Uh, build a structure. Yeah, you never know when you're going to be out there and. You know, let's see, let's see the podcast doesn't work out and, uh, you know, you, you aren't able to afford your place. And next thing you know, you know, you and Jen, you're, you're homeless, you're on the streets, you need to build a structure. Well, you'll be busy, what, knitting newspapers together, I guess. Uh, <laughs> well, well, I'll be over there building a, a house, a house and an, and an ark. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, well, of, of my shop class in middle school. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying is like literally this, uh, the, <laughs> Jesus Christ, the, the, <laughs> The uh, the jersey, like I said, I'll I'll find it. It's in my closet somewhere. I, 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 I believe it. Those sites, those sites, like you said, they're great because uh, they're cheap. But then you sometimes you don't. Sometimes, yeah, exactly, exactly. You you, I've I've heard of people getting yeah. You get a Kobe jersey and Bryant spelled wrong, or <laughs> you know, B-R-I-A-C. yeah, you or the, exactly, or the logo is like you said, crooked or upside down or something like that. And then it's like. You know, you waited you know two months to get this jersey, and then you can't wear it outside the house because everyone's just going to be like, "What the hell is but that?" I don't understand how they how they get that wrong though. Like, I understand like if something's crooked or something like that. Well, because they're, they're you get it wrong because you're paying you know fifteen dollars to <laughs> some Chinese website. Uh, that's that's how you get it wrong. It's because they can oh, do whatever geez. they want. They've got your money. It doesn't matter at that point. Honestly, I have yet to wear that jersey like ever. Like I I don't even know why I still have it. Like I showed my aunt. She bought it for me for Christmas, well, whatever year that was. I think it was like, because they came out in 2012. So it was probably like 2013 or something like that. And literally, I showed it to her and she said, Dear God, don't wear that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? Get a refund? They're not going to, you're going to drive to China? That's a clown question, bro. And they're not even called Reese's Pieces. They're called Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. They're pieces of Reese's. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me. Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. Hello? You play to win the game. Hey everybody, welcome to the DC Crossover right here on iTunes and Apple Play and wherever you get your podcasts. I am Ben Simpson. On the line with me, my pal, my partner in crime, uh, and the inflatable guru, 
Uh, Mike Cerrone is That's on me. the line. The inflatable guru, uh, Mr. Cerrone. And That's this right. is the DC Crossover, the podcast where we cross over all the DC sports uh, as they, uh, you know, depending on kind of where they are in their season and things like that. Um, today, we'll kind of touch on all the teams a little bit here and there, but we're mainly, um, you know, we're going to not dedicate a ton of time uh, to today's episode, tonight's episode, but rather next week will be our special episode um, where we will uh, talk um, all the sports. We'll do kind of a season in review, a 2018 in review. We'll do some, uh, you know, wish lists and resolutions for 2019 and kind of get all ramped up. And, and we'll also work some video component. We'll, we'll talk more about that on social media uh, uh, as we uh, approach next week, but maybe even uh, have Mike and I watch a game, talk uh, talk some crap to each other probably and um, and you know or, order order a lot of pizzas and, yes. and have ourselves a good time uh, watching some DC sports but uh, yeah Mike I think uh, it's funny we're, we're hitting the home stretch here for 2018 and next thing you know we'll be doing shows in the new year yeah no doubt about it man I'm pretty excited about it so uh, when you mentioned uh, resolutions I need your your feedback on like is a resolution can it be something that you need to do like like you know um you know i need to buy a new car or something like that or, sure or, or, or does it have to be like oh always something about losing weight or exercise? no no i think it's <laughs> i think it's literally can be things like hey i want to do this next year like you said it could be like i want to uh buy a new car or i want to steal my neighbor's car or um <laughs> all right I, I want yeah. to you know yeah whatever the case may be or maybe like today this is the year that i make my bed you know that you you you're gonna actually <laughs> fold your blankets up or, or anything like that uh you know there's there's a lot of options for sure gotcha gotcha okay i just, I just wanted to clarify because <laughs> i was a little confused and i want you to come in and say like i need to run a full marathon and then i come in there and say like I want to bake a cake this year. Hey, like, I nothing to, wrong I, with baking a cake, Mike. And I'm running a, a half marathon in April. Uh, that will be the uh, still still. I don't think that the. And by the way, I've done absolutely no trading ever since I did that other half marathon. I haven't run <laughs> run since. And this will be actually, I guess, technically our second live video situation because we had our first one earlier uh, in the year when we were at Parando's when we broadcasted live from there yeah. for the show. So this will be kind of the second time here in 2018 that you well, and we'll I... Also have, we'll also have the uh, some other uh, live in-person in kind of things. Oh, but for sure. Obvious, obviously, when it's cold outside, there's only a limited amount of space that you can do stuff, uh, you know, out in the open or something like that. And there's only a, a certain amount of places that you can actually do stuff and not get thrown out. Yeah, um, we can just invite you know random strangers to come on over to your apartment. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I, Mike's okay. address is. Oh God, do I even know Mike's address? Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But uh, so we we do touch on the different sports here, and I guess we will start like we usually do uh, with the team that uh, is having itself a very very weird year. Now, Mike, I would I would almost say that that this is a weird strange year for the Washington Redskins, but and at the same time it feels like a Washington Redskins like year in a way because of how absurd things have gotten at this point. Now on the fourth quarterback of the season, a team that was in the playoff race and then suddenly nope, the playoffs aren't going to happen and then now they sit what a half game out. Uh, and now the big hero, uh, the Alex Smith light, 
is JJ, Josh Johnson, who actually uh, put himself uh, put together a pretty strong game. Josh Johnson's played as, in as many football games as I have since since 2011, uh, heading into this Sunday. So, uh, <laughs> and he, but he got it done. I mean, he, this was an Alex Smith like game from him. Uh, that's what people are kind of saying when you look at his stats. I mean, 16 for 25, 151 yards, and a touchdown. That's eerily similar to what we were seeing, you know, three, four weeks ago with Alex Smith. But, you know, you, you and I were texting earlier in the game, and I think the score was like 6 nothing at that point or uh, whatever it was, 10-3. Something low. Yeah, it, yeah. It, was, it was low. Or the Redskins had already put across, only put across six points at that point, so I think it was 10-6. Um, and uh, so it, it was, it was kind of ugly. Um, at that stage, and you were kind of telling me, don't even bother turning this on. Uh, <laughs> but the Redskins ended up getting it done there, a team that doesn't typically do things like this in the second half or the fourth quarter. They got the win against a lowly Jacksonville 4-10 and squad. And that's the funny thing, too, is that's exactly why I texted you, is literally, uh, oh, wow, I just got an update that Capri Bibbs from the Redskins was claimed off of waivers because they just released him uh, last week. Anyways, uh, that's another Redskins note, but... Um, Basically, uh, I texted you that because it was just one of the most ugly games I have ever seen in my life. Now, I understand they always say, like, win ugly, win ugly. That's like the motto we've been saying each and every week, which is like the stupidest thing you want to have in the world is is that motto. Like, oh, yeah, we need to win, but, you know, we need to win without playing good football, which is like, oh, it's, it's the same thing with the Wizards. Like, we need to try to win without having, you know, good players. Um, but uh, at the same time, when you're looking at this whole entire stat line, like you mentioned, Josh Johnson, 151 yards, one touchdown. He only threw it 25 times, which, again, that's that's not a ton. So, you know, if, if he had another 10 attempts, maybe you could assume he threw for another, you know, 30 to 40 yards. So it's not like you said. It's kind of like an Alex with the performance, all that kind of stuff. But really, uh, you just look at the stat line for both teams, and it just sucks, man. I mean, Jacksonville, they might have a worse offense than the Redskins do with a fourth-string quarterback. I mean, Cody Kessler, he sucks. I mean, my God, dude. I mean, I understand that you don't have a ton of uh, weapons out there, but you got Leonard Fournette. You got TJ Yeldon. You got Dante Moncrief, who came from Indy. I mean, D.D. Westbrook isn't a world beater, but he's a pretty decent wide receiver. I mean, I'm pretty sure the Redskins would like to have at least two or three of those guys. That's the funny thing is, like, Cody Kessler threw for 57 yards. I mean, 57 yards. <laughs> that's man. bad. That's that's like half the football field in, a, in four quarters. I mean, geez louise, man. It's just, it, it's embarrassing. That's the thing is that I think the whole entire uh, outlook when it comes to this game was, before the game, I should say, was which defense is going to give up more points uh, in, because those are the strengths for both teams, obviously. The Jags are have a really good defense. I mean, all... I mean, everyone knows who Jalen Ramsey is. He talks a lot of game, but he also backs it up a lot. But then you got uh, Ngakwe at, at the end position, A.J. Boye on the other side uh, for the DB spot. Calais Campbell's always been really really uh, uh, stout. Telvin Smith's great linebacker, so is Miles Jack. But they got a really good uh, defense. And that's the biggest thing is that you look at this team and you just have to know that, hey, you know, they're going to bring it on defense. You never know because, you know, there's been some weeks where it's like, how in the world are they getting, you know, killed by this much with that, that defense? But really, I mean, their, their defense stopped us for the most, most of the time. But somehow Josh Johnson pulled away uh, at the end. Uh, we, did, we did get lucky, though. That whole entire uh, play with Jamison Crowder, I don't know if you saw it, Ben, uh, but they 
they had like it was like a, it was a tip ball that somehow I found Jameson Crowder from like a I don't know it was like a 30 yard pass or something like that and uh, he ended up uh, getting us into Jacksonville territory which ended up leading later to the score with Jeremy Sprinkle and Jeremy Sprinkle three catches 19 yards and a touchdown obviously 19 yards isn't great by any means but you know he finally is starting to you know get a little dividends in the passing game as well um, coming out of Arkansas but really when you're looking at it I think AP is one to look out for for basically at least the offensive side of the ball who did uh, or had did a tremendous job in late in the fourth quarter because overall I think that last drive he must have had probably half of his yards he only had 51 but he had like half his yards in that last drive which ended up getting us in field goal range uh, shoot out two or three first downs uh, which was a really big factor but really when you're looking at this game it's just ugly dude like I mean, AP was our second leading receiver, two catches for 20 yards. Like, I mean, this is just a bad, bad. Yeah, this is not a good. Anybody want. I mean, this game was painful. It was painful to watch. Because as you said, Jacksonville, I mean, even ever since they benched Blake Bortles, they're not winning football games and they're not having. It's incredible how bad Jacksonville is this season compared to kind of where they've been, um, where they had kind of that that rise. (laughs) And now they've just been absolute garbage. Uh, this year and uh, yeah I, I think you're right I think you know this was an ugly win but you know for the Redskins it's one of those weird games where you know we were saying there's a good opportunity for the Redskins actually to lose out uh, for the remainder oh, of the yeah. schedule and that's kind of what we were thinking and now you look at it and uh, I mean, is, is Josh Johnson going to be the savior for the Redskins? No. Um, but was he a nice Band-Aid for this game? Yeah. I mean, he was a serviceable um, option for them, and they were able to get it done uh, when it counted. So would they have done that against, you know, uh, an Eagles team or, uh, you know, some of these other teams? Maybe not. Uh, but Jacksonville's just bad enough just bad enough to make the Redskins fans yeah. and, and hopefully have some hope again. And now the record standing at 7-7 at seven and seven with uh, a couple games left on the schedule. So, Mike, anyone else stand out to you? I know Jonathan Allen had a really, yeah, really good I game. I read, read yeah. about him um, after the game and just how impressive he looked. Kerrigan looked good. Uh, he got a, you know, what, a sack or two in there too. So uh, it, it seemed to me that the defense uh, seemed to be kind of the bigger story for the Redskins. Josh Johnson, obviously the nice story on offense as far as, you know, the guy getting a chance. But it seems like, hey, you know, holding Jacksonville to only 13 points um, ended up being really crucial for this win. Oh, yeah, it was it was crucial, you know, to the point where, like you said, Jonathan Allen was the catalyst of this defense the entire time. And now I, I even said it on, on, on my own Twitter at Sarum 16. If you feel like following me, if you don't feel like following me, then screw you. Um, but literally when you look at Jonathan Allen here, two sacks, three tackles for losses. I mean, this is the biggest thing is you got to look at the whole entire Mason Foster thing. I mean, I know he came out and said like, Oh yeah, you know, I, I said out of frustration or, you know, I, I've had my friend use my account or something like that. It's like, you can't be more of an idiot than, than oh yeah, hey here, here you know friend, use my Twitter account like or yeah, Instagram right. account, whatever the hell it was. Uh, like, what a stupid cover stupid. up! Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, my my buddy you know was drunk the other night. Yeah, it was you, Mason Foster. And we didn't even get a chance to talk about it on the show, and, yeah. and we don't have to harp on it long because it's already been talked about enough at this point. Uh, yeah. But yeah, but but my real quick, the Mason Foster stuff. I mean. 
as a professional athlete, obviously you have every right to, you know, have your own opinions on the fan base and on your team and, and all that. But you got to be smarter than that to put anything on any sort of social media. Uh, I mean, if, I, if I'm an athlete, I mean, I'm not posting anywhere. I mean, I know this was direct messages on Instagram or whatever it was or Twitter. Um, but still, you got to be smarter than that. Uh, yeah, it's got to be somebody you fully com- and completely trust because you just look like an a hole, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, when you do something like that, because yeah, Mike, I mean, <laughs> I get it. You know, he says, "Oh, this, this frustration, blah 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 blah." Still, you can't bite the hand that feeds. I mean, the fans, as you know, as as we know, they sure they haven't been as present uh, this season, and for good reason with the product that's been put out there at times, but. Come on, man! This is the the fans and the team are the ones that are paying your millions of dollars that you're earning. Yep. Uh, you got to have some more class than that. Uh, even if you're feeling frustrated, you got to remember who put you in that position. It's the fans. I mean, yeah, you obviously as an athlete put in the work um, to get yourself to that level, but you got to remember who's created that opportunity and that level for you to make that money, and that is the fan base uh, and and the, the fans of the NFL. They're they're really the ones that pay your salary if you, if you're a player for sure i think you need to use athlete very very lightly with mason foster the guy <laughs> the, the, the guy is literally like uh i don't even know what a hippo out there trying to run i mean the guy is the slowest human being i've ever seen besides myself i mean it's like literally you, you look at him and every time it's pass coverage this guy is literally like trailing every play he can't catch anybody i mean pe- people are out there making cuts and they're they're like stutter stepping and stuff like that. And he still can't catch him. Well, that meant, that's what makes it makes it worse. He's not even like the best player on the team or anything like that. It's like yeah. you're a guy that's probably not going to have a job with the Washington Redskins here. Uh, so you know why are you saying? You know I I, I know I, again he he, said, he thought he was saying it privately, but these sometimes these athletes it's just unbelievable. Well, the thing is the thing is here Ben is that I'm getting sick and tired of. I know obviously it's kind of. You know, water under the bridge now, it's kind of over. Uh, and you know, people put it past them. But the thing is that I'm so sick and tired of, you know, Jake Rudin or even people on the radio who I thought would have different opinions. I'm not going to name any names, but the people that keep saying, oh, well, you know, this is private messaging. You know, this is, I don't want anything private coming out and all this stuff. Why? The guy said it. That's the biggest thing. Obviously, yeah. this guy who shared it, you know, is, is, is being a D bag. But at the same time, you can't have this guy that's supposed to be the captain of your defense. He has that C on his jersey. You can't have him going out there and, like you said, tr- putting his trust uh, to keep something a secret to some, you know, some bimbo on on Instagram or Twitter or whatever it was, and and, and saying all these things and saying, oh well, he put laughing emojis in there. Uh, well, he's a public figure and he's saying stupid things about his employer. Like, literally, like being an idiot. Yeah, that's so, so like, stupid. I mean, we've all had jobs that we've complained about to our friends and things like that. I mean, we've all been there, but we're not putting it in any sort of position for it to ever get out. Or if we are, I mean, but we're also none of us are captains of uh, of the defense of one a team of that's th- getting paid of millions of dollars. One teams in the world. One of 32 yeah. teams in the world. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. And also, it's like... I, you know, I, I just expect, I don't know why we expect, but I expect better from, from the guys that are in that sort of position. And I mean, do I think a guy like Ryan Kerrigan or, you know, who, who's known to be, you know, really high class type guy, um, 
you know, as far as, uh, you know, his motor and, and what he brings to the table. And yeah, he's probably had a frustrating season here because it hasn't really exactly turned out the way he wanted. But is Ryan Kerrigan going to, you know, put the team on blast and say, F this fan base and F this team and all this stuff? No, yeah. of course not. Uh, neither are guys like Alex Smith or Josh Johnson or some of these guys. It's just you got to just have some class, dude. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. I agree with you. I don't know. I think, you know, Gruden especially, I think a lot of these guys kind of took this very lightly and just kind of brushed it off as in the, yeah. uh, well, you know, he thought he was saying it privately. It's like, well, does that make it any better? If you, in your privacy, say, uh, you know, really you know, racist things or homophobic things or all this stuff, does that make it any better? No. Now, it's not the same thing, of course, but still. Uh, you know, saying F this fan base. I mean, if I, I'm a, you know, you're a fan of the team, Mike, he's basically saying that to you. Uh, you know, I, I, I would think you would be a little upset by that. Well, that's the thing, too, is that I, I've texted you before and, and I've even gone on a video game like Josh Johnson did last week and look at his stats. He's so slow and I see him trailing every play, like I mentioned earlier, that I already have this, like, this, this, I don't even know, not hatred, but like, irritation with him sure to the point where it's like yes he is very intelligent zach brown isn't very intelligent he plays like a moron sometimes but he's so athletically gifted that if you could just merge those two guys it'd be a great football player but you got intelligence on one end and athletic uh, ability on the other for your two middle linebackers and the non-athletic guy is saying all this crap and he's supposed to be the, the captain of your defense it's like that just really set me over the top because then hearing all this stuff on on you know the radio and hearing Jay Gruden come out and say like, well, I have more of a problem with uh, you know this 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 loser on it. Like, honestly, I I don't agree with him sharing things like that. But you shouldn't, like you said, you shouldn't put trust in people you don't know or your your tight knit circle or even if you want to you know say that you you gave your friend your phone. That's even more ridiculous uh, in my opinion. That you, you know, you're having your friend put your career in jeopardy. Yeah, would like, any friend social media? Would, would any friend that you have do something like this? No, of course not. You know, yeah, you, you your friends, you can talk ass about stuff and things like that. But no, nobody I know, and I'm sure nobody you know, would go out of their way to put you on blast on social media for something like that. That could literally, like you said, affect your actual you know job and uh, your career and things like that. That's not a friend. That's yeah. that's a, a jerk, like you said, a d bag. But <laughs> but but you know we again we just wanted to mention that briefly just because we haven't had a chance to talk about it but but yeah Mike so overall I mean uh, this team where, where does it go from here so we got two games left uh, for the rest of the <sighs> season they're at Tennessee uh, and then they're home against the Eagles eight days after that um, and so we're at this point where this team is seven and seven and suddenly you know playoffs are still in the conversation somehow. Uh, somehow, and wouldn't that be uh, so Redskins for them to go all the way up to the opportunity to possibly get into the playoffs and then not get in uh, after kind of giving people hope? So, uh, you know, this Josh Johnson at the helm for the last two games of the regular season, including a, a huge game against uh, the Eagles uh, in a couple weeks. But, I mean, we, we talked about it last week. We thought we thought that they could lose out. Where do you see them now? I mean, after seeing what you saw uh, uh, the other day, I mean, do you think there's a chance they split, you know, these games with Tennessee and Philly and find a way in? Do they have to win both? Well, what are some of your thoughts there? Well, the biggest scenario right now, and, and just real quick, the last thing I want to say about that, Mason. Sure, sure. Thing that's fine. Is I, want, I, I want the C taken away from his jersey because that 100%. should be 
That shouldn't that you uh, your captain shouldn't have that number one. I 100 percent agree with you. I want that C to be not given to DJ Swearinger like people would think. I want it to be given to Jonathan Allen immediately. Yeah, yeah. Because that guy is a leader, and we we even know it ever since he was at Stonebridge here in Ashburn, Virginia. Like yeah, that, he's that, he's all class. He's all class. We 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 used to we used to cover him and all that kind of stuff uh, when we first started broadcasting and all that kind of stuff. And he's I mean like you said, all class. The guy is a smart 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 as. I don't even know what to compare it to, but he's smart. Uh, <laughs> Smarter than us. <laughs> yes, and that's the thing is that, you know, this guy's a leader. He, he says the right things. I follow him on social media. The guy says really great things. He says the right things, and he's actually very good with the fans, very good uh, with, with his hometown pretty much here, you know, co- coming from you know Stonebridge in high school and stuff like that, and he practices literally like two miles from Stonebridge. So it's like that's the biggest thing, I think, but that's the last thing I'll say about it. We'll start sure. to see about that later when everything starts progress. But – to go along with your question, basically, the scenario here for the Skins, for everyone out there who wants to know, is that they have to win out, so they have to win the next two, and then uh, they have to, what is it, the Vikings, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of, the Vikings have to lose one of their next two games. Wow. So they so they play Detroit, which, uh, you know, obviously you probably hope Detroit loses so they get a better graphic. <laughs> yeah, I'm but fine then, with that. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, with with the, the, the Niners winning yesterday, that helps your cause, too. Um but they have to beat. They have to lose to Detroit, or they have to lose to uh, Chicago. Which Chicago just uh, clinched the NFC North, so they might not even be, you know, playing with their starters. You never know if they, unless they want to go get that first round bye, which they still have a shot to do. But the Lions, that might be a tricky game for the Vikings to lose because the Vikings are coming off just pounding, like pounding the Dolphins into submission. It was embarrassing. How appropriate but, is it that the Redskins' fate may be in the hands of Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Unbelievable. You could not script that any better. Yeah, wow. Seriously. And they, hey, they were saying when Alex Smith was still quarterback, they were literally saying that it might be a Vikings-Redskins uh, first-round matchup. Obviously, that probably isn't going to happen now, obviously, but uh, unless the Cowboys uh, somehow lose the division, but it's a very, very, very uh, difficult chance for them to lose the division. But Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, you saw hey, what they did the other out. day. They just got yeah. shut out, so... I think I don't think anything's anything is possible at this point right now. Yeah, and that's the thing too is that when you're looking at the Eagles, uh, the news I think this uh, earlier this week when Carson Wentz uh, he has some broken vertebrae or something like that in his spine or back or whatever the hell it is, and he's going to be out for uh, at least a few weeks or I forgot the exact prognosis of the of the time frame, but Nick Foles is in and he just led him over uh, for a win over the Rams, but the Rams are obviously. Uh, you know, their defense isn't playing that great. And Jared Goff has been playing uh, pretty poor as of late. So I'm not going to, you know, put the Eagles on a pedestal because of that. But if the Eagles, you know, lose the Skins, the Skins went out, the Vikings lose one of the last two, the Redskins get into the playoffs, which, like you said before, I'm not going to be the guy to say, like, oh, I want ill will towards the Redskins or whatever. I might say about the Wizards. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that about my football team because of the sole fact that, you know, it, I always want to see them win, and it would be nice to see a playoff game, even though we might get shellacked by, you know, most likely the Bears, because if we get into the playoffs, it would be the sixth seed. Bears are already going to be the third seed, so, you know, we'd be playing Chicago in Chicago during the winter, which would be, you know, like hell on wheels, basically. And, you know, bringing Josh Johnson out there, uh, that's not really going to give us too much hope, but it'd still be a playoff game to watch, you know, you know, great, 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 whatever. Yeah, we'll, looking at the, we'll definitely see what happens there, yeah. But looking at the Titans game, I mean, the Titans, you know, their 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 rushing offense is, is always pretty good. They're fifth in the nation, not in the nation. They're fifth in the NFL. Uh, their passing offense isn't that great, but I mean, you saw Derrick Henry the last two weeks. They're leading back 
run for over, I think, over 400 yards in the last two weeks. So uh, definitely it's going to be a tough one. But, hey, like you said, you know, I, I hope they don't have a great game and somehow they lose these next two. I like to beat the Eagles just to screw with them. But I want a, I want a good draft pick. You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of over the season as it is. And there's really no point for me to even say like, oh, yeah, you know, I want to see them go to the playoffs and, you know, lose by, you know, 28. Like, I don't want to see that because the defense might somehow keep us in it a little bit. But what they're what the offense did today against a good defense, the Bears defense is always on the rise, especially with Khalil Mack. I mean, you think Khalil Mack going against Morgan Moses for the most part is going to is going to not get four sacks. I mean, Morgan Moses is, is, is all right. But he's not gonna, you know, beat Cleo Cleo Mack no. in the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, it's just I don't know. But overall, my opinion is I think the Redskins they have a decent shot to possibly squeak into the playoffs uh, because I'm looking at hopefully uh, either the Lions come out with their hair on fire and beat the Vikings or the Bears to somehow want to get that uh, number one or number two seed to get that first round bye. But who knows? I don't really care anymore. I watched <laughs> the game. I, I watched the game this past week. I was not entertained except for the last two minutes when they won the game. But I mean, who, who the hell knows, dude? It, I, we'll, still, we'll still talk about them, but it's not going to be fun. I'll put it that way. Yeah, we'll see how it all plays out. And uh, I'm sure we'll have some more opinions next week as we near the end of the season at that point. With um, But by the time we do that show, there'll be only one game left, I think, on, on the schedule. So, yep. Draft picks or playoffs? We'll see what happens. That about wraps up the first segment here of the DC crossover. Next, we'll be talking little Nats baseball as Rizzo again continues to make some moves. We'll step aside. We'll come on back for the next segment right here on the DC crossover. The DC crossover is presented by Parando's Tex-Mex Grill. Located in Ashburn, Virginia, this family-owned restaurant gives you that warm and welcoming feeling as you walk through their doors. With two patios, fresh food, and weekly specials, you'll never be unsatisfied. Make your reservation today. Visit perandostexmex.com for all the details. The DC crossover is supported by We Organize. Specializing in the Northern Virginia area, We Organize transforms your space from chaos to peace, complicated to simple, and cluttered to calm. If you're in the market for professional organizing assistance, schedule an appointment today. Dial 571-310-1315. That's 571-310-1315. We organize. Places, spaces, people. Hey everybody, welcome back to the DC Crossover right here on iTunes and Apple Play. This is the segment number two on this uh, week night as we near the end of 2018. One more episode coming at you uh, next week. Possible live episode with videos and uh, some, some of Mike and I watching games and eating pizza and all that good stuff. So stay tuned for that <laughs> next week. We'll definitely talk about that. But now it's time to switch gears a little bit from Redskins talk like we talked about last segment. Now to the Washington Nationals. Uh, so from one team that has their own GM issues and crazy you know, fourth quarterback and things like that, now to the Washington Nationals who have a GM that I think we can all be proud of is Mike Rizzo uh, has... You know, on any sort of list I'm seeing as far as teams and their off-season grades and their moves and things like that, the Nationals are getting high marks all over the place. Uh, they've been busy. Let's recap real quick as far as what they've done. So first, 
Uh, Rizzo traded for Kyle Bearclaw um, and signed free agent arm Trevor Rosenthal. So those are two guys for bullpen guys. Uh, Rizzo upgraded a catcher, getting uh, Kurt Suzuki and Jan Gomes. The big splash, getting Patrick Corbin, the left-handed starter from Arizona. Uh, and actually, um, in the winter meetings, ended up sending Tanner Roark to the Reds to free up some payroll. Um, and then finishing that up there, signed Matt Adams. Um which was uh, bringing Matt Adams back as the lefty power bat. I think we've even talked about it on the show. We were thinking, man, you know, uh, we really need a, a lefty power bat. That's something that, that's still on the, uh, on oh, yeah. the wish list. And uh, Rizzo did it. And I think it only cost him like $4 million, um, which to you and I, I is a lot of three. money. My, it might, it might be three. But um, so he, they were able to bring that uh, bat back. And then now, um, you know, now, Mike, the, the real only... The only thing that people, uh, the only position really that, that's still the question mark right now is, is second base. Um, and that's kind of where a lot of the opinions are lying because the Nats have a couple options. Because um, you've got, you know, Wilmer Defoe and Howie Kendrick. With Kendrick, will be coming back from injury. He's the veteran. Defoe is still the kind of the young guy who's impressed at times. Howie Kendrick was hitting really great last year until he got hurt. Um, Over and, 300, yeah. And, and and the line of thinking is that those guys may hold down the spot until Carter Keyboom is ready to come up and play second base. Um, or Rizzo may go after one of the free agents. We've started to see some second basemen uh, get signed. Ian Kinsler uh, signed with San Diego. Daniel Descalso um, is thinking about the Cardinals or the Cubs. And so the Nationals have some options. They've got, you know, DJ LeMay, who was one of the names that were thrown out there. Brian Dozier um, was was possibly thrown out there. I think there's some some, some other names um, as well. Josh Harrison, Neil Walker, Marwin Gonzalez, um, Jed Lowry. So, you know, the, the Nats are in, in kind of a, an interesting position here, Mike, where they've kind of taken over a lot of um, the free agent buzz and gone after a lot of what they need. I still think now they'll need another starting pitcher now that they got rid of Tanner Roark. And there's still some arms left out there, Wade Miley and things like that. Um, but for the most part, I mean, you and I have been gushing about uh, Mike Rizzo and his work here. And I oh, think yeah. yet again, you know, Rizzo gets it done and, and, and brings back Matt Adams. How happy were you to see that news? Oh, dude, I was ecstatic when it, when th- that news came out. Like, because like you said, we were both talking about this and saying like they just need that that lefty off the bench. They need that backup because Ryan Zimmerman. You know how I feel about him. You never know how long he's gonna last. I mean, with his his pool noodle arm out there, and that's just the thing is when I look at it, he he's just a beast. And I mean, he's not a starter per se, but he comes out there and he he has a pinch hit here and there or a nice. You know, start here. And I mean, look at last year. He had that one big stretch where he was just dominating at the plate and just just being a, a monster. And then you see, literally, his stats from last year while he was with the Nats after that that late uh, acquisition by the Cardinals to end the season. He played 94 games for the Nats, had 18 home runs, and he had 24 walks. He was batting 260 basically, which I mean, off the bench, you can't ask for anything better than that because the sole fact that. If you get a guy that comes out there, hits 260, gives you 18 bombs off the bench, when do you ever see somebody come out there and give you 18 bombs off the bench? It's, it's, it's basically like he's kind of like that, you could say, that 10th man of the year award. It's kind of like the 6th man of the year award in, in the NBA. He's sure. kind of that 10th that, that man guy because of the sole fact that he comes out there and he does his job and gets something done. He knows his role. So I was very ecstatic about that because you never know. You always want that other, other power guy 
uh, to come off the bench because when you see people like Juan Soto or Trey Turner uh, or even uh, Anthony Rendon, they get these slow starts. Uh, you know, Bryce was struggling a lot of last year for the most part. To get these slow starts, you need someone to come out there and uh, give you that extra spark, give you that extra juice uh, f- uh, from the offensive sp- position, you know, to go out there and score you some runs because you can't have these droughts and, you know, have Schurz go out there or Strasburg uh, or even Corbin now uh, who might experience it maybe here or there that go out there and say, okay, uh, you know, you need to go out there and get a uh, one run game through seven or something like that because we're not going to be playing well today on the offensive side of the ball. You know, it, it, that's the biggest thing to me is that you got to have someone out there that can, that can improve the power numbers. And I really think that Matt Adams uh, will help that out uh, because he also has an opt uh, an opt out um, or not, excuse me, uh, an option uh, for 2020 as well. So it's a one year deal, but they can pick up that option to get it for another, uh, uh, you know, another season uh, in 2020. So we'll have to see about that, obviously, uh, because I think Ryan Zimmerman's contract, I think, ends in 2020. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so if that happens, then obviously uh, you, you might need Matt Adams to come back in because I don't know what they're going to do with Ryan Zimmerman. Uh, you know how my feelings are uh, for what they should, <laughs> should what they should do. Sure. Uh, but at the same time, uh, to go back to your, own, your original question, definitely a big, big pickup by Matt uh, for Matt Adams, and that's a bench guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? the Nats have lucked out in, in recent years as far as kind of bringing in some of these power bats i mean the year before matt adams was here it was what adam lind um who had a a real strong season as kind of the lefty power guy and you know in the years before that guys like tyler moore were you know guys coming off the bench and um and and, chad tracy yep chad tracy i mean so you know the the nats have been good about getting those kind of bats um to come off the bench and uh you know for every bat like that then they have you know guys that you know can't stay healthy um as well some times with, with some of the bench crew but I think I agree I think that's a huge signing uh for the Nats it, it doesn't seem that huge from the outset but then when you really look at it at just the production that he had in the Nats uniform is yep. he, did, he did exactly what they needed a bench guy to do and as we talk about it I mean if Bryce Harper does not come back I mean this is a power guy that you know you do want to replace some of those numbers uh, as far as homers and things like that. Well, you know, he's not a Bryce Harper, but you know, if he can hit 18, 20 bombs in a season, you're, you're definitely going to take that. Um, yeah. The other side of things. So we, we mentioned, you know, the second base position, we're still kind of waiting to see what the strategy is there. Uh, as far as pitching goes here, Mike, cause you lose uh, Tanner <laughs> Roark, who's a guy who's been in the Nats uh, system now for, for a while. I mean, he's been, it seems like no matter what names change in that rotation, Tanner Roark is always uh, one of those names that's, that's there. And he's kind of been, you know, the, the back end of the, the starting rotation guy. And at times, you know, Tanner Roark had some, some strong moments here and there. He was the type of guy that would give you you know anywhere from 10 to 15 wins in a season and uh you know he'd always finish the year at like you know 14 and 12 or 10 and 10 or 15 and 15 or something like that with a you know semi-decent era and uh it's it's gonna be kind of weird not seeing him in a a nationals uniform seeing him play for the reds i mean uh, poor tanner i mean that's (laughs) thanks for him um but hey he might start opening day he That's could. He could. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the Reds are just god awful. But, <laughs> you know, this was this move was really not about Tanner, you know, not being uh, that great of a player. It was more about shedding the, the $10 million that, that oh, yeah. he was going to probably make an arbitration. So now the Nats are in this position where, 
you know, they, they kind of need one of those middle tier arms uh, to kind of replace him. There's been some names out there with Wade Miley, as I mentioned, Anibal Sanchez, Mike Fires. Um, so there's been some uh, some names out there. But now you've got some more room uh, money wise to, uh, you know, to maybe pull pull off, you know, snagging one of those arms or two of those arms or something like that. Is it going to be yeah. weird for you to not see Tanner Roark pitching for the Nats? I mean, it's going to be weird because he was always that guy that was out there every fifth day. You know, he was very durable. But honestly, I think you can replace the numbers because he, you know, with, you know, Strasburg hurt or Geo ailing every now and then or whatever it may be, he always acted like basically a third starter. And that's the thing is that I look at is that he gave us some really good years, but at the same time, he's just, he's not that guy that can't be replaced. And $10 million. That's a lot of money. I'm sure Mark Lerner and company are very happy about that because, you know, they offered, you know, I'm sure it, it really hurt them to offer Bryce at 300 million. And then they have Tanner Roark who's taking up 10 million of that, which is like, that's a, that's a big number. But really when you're looking at it, a name you just mentioned is Anibal Sanchez. Now Anibal Sanchez uh, for, for Nats fans out there who, who really don't know a ton about him. He was with the Marlins for a hefty amount of years. I believe is he with the Braves now? Was, uh, he's the, bounced around. So he's one of those guys where, yeah, he was in Detroit for a while. Um, you know, he was in, in Miami, as you mentioned. He, yeah. I believe he did play in Atlanta for a bit. Uh, he's kind of in that stage of the career where he's one of those guys that is like a fourth or fifth starter for a team, yeah. and he'll bounce around. But he's not bad. I mean, my guys, I got to see him plenty when he was in Detroit, and while well, that was a few years back, it's still like, yeah. I mean, he's not a bad option. He's a Tanner Roark type option. If you can get well, him for cheaper, yeah. why not? Exactly. That's why, that's why I mentioned it, because Wade Miley or whoever it may be is going to cost you more money. Why can't you go out there and get Anibal Sanchez for, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know. I'm not even going to throw out a number because I might be completely off. But, you know, for a hefty amount less, obviously, because like you said, you freed up the $10 million, uh, from Tanner Roark. And the guy that you signed from Tanner Roark, he's not going to be making anything. So it's like literally if you have that much money, you can save over maybe $8 because Sanchez ain't going to, you know, Get yeah, that much money yeah, he's only going to get probably two or three, I would think, two or three. And that's a, I mean, that, that's the thing though is that we're looking for a fourth starter. That's the thing is that people have to realize this is we're looking for a fourth starter. We're not looking for you know a uh, uh, Clayton Kershaw or or uh, or uh, Corey Kluber or anybody like that. Obviously, you know, you know Rizzo might work some magic and get someone someone like that. But the thing is that Anibal Sanchez he tortured the Nats for so many years with the Marlins, and that's the biggest thing I look at is saying. Wow, this is going to be uh, a really good pickup if they can get someone, someone like him, and not spend a lot of money. Number one, and and then number two, like I said, have that four starter who he's very reliable as well. And that's the biggest thing is I would like to have Joe Ross be our fifth starter and tell Eric Fetty, hey, go back down to Syracuse or go back up to Syracuse because you need to practice uh, because you're not that good. But yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is I think Anibal Sanchez would be a, a real good fit. But honestly, you never know with with Rizzo. Rizzo is like back there in, in the back alleys wheeling and dealing with all these other GMs. And somehow he, he works. I mean, he, he works deals out. You're just like, where in the hell did that come from? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. He's able to crazy. pull it off. I mean, the, so, so the only concern I have right now is. You know, you do have three of these lights out starters in Strasburg, Scherzer, and Corbin. Um, but now 
you know, there, there's just more question marks around the four and five spot, like you said. I mean, Joe Ross, yeah, I mean, it's going to be great having him back, but is he going to be, you know, the Joe Ross that, you know, we thought he was going to be and, 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 and what he was before the injury and things like that? Yeah. That's still a giant question mark. And then it, it, besides him, like you said, okay, you know, let's say the Nats aren't able to pull something off and they have to go with what they've got. Then we're trusting the likes of, you know, yeah, as you mentioned, Eric Fetty and Joe Ross is kind of the back of the bullpen type guys. And, um, you know, whoever else they have, I think they had what that guy like – Jimmy Cordero or something or um yeah you had uh and then you had god I don't even know who else they have pitching wise as far as their starters Wander Suero he's more of a reliever so you know you, you just don't have the, but that's the worries you don't have a lot of depth there yeah um, yeah so I think I think Rizzo has to pull off a move and get multiple guys well that's um, another thing you mentioned right there though is is the fact that they don't have that guy that is a long reliever they used to have uh, a few different guys that are not on the team anymore, obviously, that could be that long reliever that could give you three, four innings in case, say, Joe Ross can't go or or whatever it may be. I mean, they've had guys like that, but a lot of these guys on the in the bullpen now, I can only maybe, geez, I think I can only recognize maybe three names. Yeah. And Cody, Cody Glover, Matt Grace, and Sammy Solis, who sucks. And Doolittle. I, I know you know Doolittle, too. <laughs> oh, but well, yeah. I'm talking about, the, I, talking about like the, the reliever. Oh, oh, oh sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I agree. Like this, this bullpen is is very, uh, it's very different than it, in years past, for sure. Where there are a lot of names where, you know, it, it, it's just gone. I mean, last year we were talking about, oh, this is the big three with uh, Ryan Madsen and Sean Doolittle and um, uh, the guy that went to Chicago Kinsler. and Brandon yeah, Kinsler. Kinsler. Yeah, exactly. And we we're like, okay, we know Not those case. names, and we know, <laughs> and then we know Sammy Solis and some of those other other arms. And okay, we know our bullpen. We know these guys now it's there's there's just so many names here where i'm just not familiar with their body of work i mean these are just yeah. names that and, and who knows if this is going to be the same guys that we're going to see come you know come springtime so um you know there's been been some moves that you, that you gotta like um uh but at the same time there's definitely still some question marks but there's luckily there's still plenty of time for them to figure this out i mean that's that's the thing they've rizzo has been doing a a lot very early um so we'll kind of see if he's able to keep up it's all it's all gonna take it's all gonna take time though that's the biggest thing is that we're not gonna really know what these guys like you said the body of work is until maybe game 35 game 40 maybe um because obviously that's pretty much game 40 is basically a quarter of the way through the season and you need some some of these guys to struggle a little bit uh, which everyone does. Don't get me wrong. Even the best guys struggle. But that's the thing is you got to see how they come back from it because Tanner Roark was a guy that you're going to miss Tanner Roark for the sole fact that he was an easy guy to fix his own stuff, to fix his own problems. It's not like Geo where they need a, you know, a, a, a psychologist or not psychologist, what's like a, a therapist or whatever they call him. Um, one of those psycho guys uh, uh, to come in there and, and fix his head because he would be out there cussing at himself in the first inning with two outs. Uh, you know, it's like, that's the thing is like you, you had Tiana Rogan, that's what you're going to miss, but we're not going to really know what these guys are until, like I said, about game 35, sure. game game 40 pretty much. But um, moving on another note though, real quick, sure. to end our, our, end our Nats t- topic is the Harper update. So Stence Mark Lerner came out uh, and, and said his stuff on Grant and Danny on 106.7 The Fan the thing about it is that Scott Boris got really pissed off because he said that because he thinks that that was a jab at them, which I believe it was. Uh, and he's really upset about it because now teams aren't really lining up for him because when he was saying, oh, yeah, we're just, you know, 
now now people are thinking like uh well what's what's the real issue here are we going to overpay are we going to like people are really backing off because right now it, neither Manny Machado or Bryce Harper I think have any any offers there on the table for themselves because I heard today that honestly if they were getting uh 350 to 400 million offers one of them would be signed right now because you know that's just that's just a, a, a ton of money to the point where it's like you can't turn that down because they're not going to get 500 million let's put it that way but that's the thing is like they said they would be signed by now and if they're not signed right now because it's been this long i mean that's that's a, that's a that's a big tell here so I, I, i'm really wondering i can't wait to hear about it i can't wait to hear uh that you know they get that you know all those notifications on your phone saying, yeah oh Harper signed here, Machado signed here. Like, I can't wait to hear that, and it's going to be a good relief because then we don't have to be, keep talking about Bryce Harper. Um, I mean, I have nothing, no ill will towards the guy. Love Bryce Harper. Have a, I mean, have a jersey of Bryce Harper and, and have a bobblehead of Bryce Harper, all this kind of stuff. I love Bryce Harper, great guy, but I need to stop talking about Bryce Harper. That's the biggest thing. Like, I'm just yeah. tired of that. people saying, like, oh, is he going to sign here? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? It's like, you know, just 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 sign somewhere. Like, I'm kind of tired of it. I agree. I agree, and I think, but this this could this could get dragged out a bit. I mean, this could yeah. be a situation because I, I think last year, you know, the, the there was there were guys that didn't get signed until you know spring training time. Yeah. I mean, this was uh, so you know you got to think this might get dragged out a little bit longer than we would like. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll again keep talking about it on the show as as the updates come out. And hey, did you did you get did you get the uh, the rumor of? That uh, Major League Baseball, who never does any changing, apparently, because it's an old man's game. Uh, did you hear the rumor that they were going to look to have a, uh, a, a like a like a signing deadline or something like that, uh, so it doesn't drag into spring training? Did you hear about that? No, I, I didn't see I, that. I heard I heard it today on the radio. They said that they were trying to have these rumors. Uh, I think uh, John Feinstein, uh, who, who was on uh, the Junkies, uh, said it that they were looking to possibly put a deadline in for i guess signing free agents before spring training like a like a january 1st deadline so these guys would be would get pressured to get signed instead of having to drag out for you know three months yeah i mean i i think last year was a giant example of that because it yeah. did get very very dragged out so you know I'd, I'd probably be in favor of something like that something to speed up the process a bit because yeah it's just you know a lot of these negotiations sure they take some time but they don't take you know three four five months and they shouldn't they shouldn't they yeah, should sure be not. they should be more upfront conversations and you know yeah yeah you know one side is once this and the other side wants that and you know they're just gonna have to figure it out on, on a quicker timeline because i'm tired of guys getting not getting signed till april you know i mean spring training we're looking at the nat spring training starting and and on February 23rd. <laughs> um, yeah. So in West Palm Beach. So we'll see. Uh, you Go know, West Palm. Yeah. So you got to hope that the, <laughs> the Nats can get it done by by that point. But uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll kind of keep an eye on the, on the Harper stuff as it develops. But I did want to move on to our two point conversion. We'll sneak that in here this segment. Um, Let's do it. And uh, something like you had uh, some stories to tell. I do have a story to tell. So I'm going to try to keep it as short as possible. Uh, it's not really a story. It's more so a uh, like a event. Um, so basically, what uh, what happened is is that um, on Wednesday it was twelve twelve. This past Wednesday, I should say, it was twelve twelve, and they called it the day of dozens. So uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but Krispy Kreme was doing a uh, a promotion, and they said if you buy twelve Krispy Kremes, then you get a twelve. Uh, I guess you get another dozen for one dollar. 
um, which, you know, you can never be a deal like that. And I'm not one really when I hear these deals to say, hey, I'm going out of my way to go do this or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that I have to have this deal or whatever. But this just sounded too good to be true. And I love donuts. I love sugar. <laughs> and I, I just I just love I love I, I love donuts. I'll put it yeah. that way. Um, <laughs> so I said, okay, Jen, let's go do it. She, she was off that day. So I said, let's go do it. So she's like, okay, I'll be ready for when you get off work. Come by, pick me up. We'll go. Problem is Krispy Kreme uh, for an organization or, or whatever you want to call it, uh, uh, such as Krispy Kreme, a well, really well-known place. You would think they'd have more accessible places. Uh, Loudoun County is basically, I don't know if it's to say the, the stats still up there, but is the, the highest median income or whatever it is in the nation. And you would think Krispy Kreme would say, hey, let's take advantage of that and not put our, all of our stores in the worst places on earth in the DMV. They have it in Manassas, Alexandria. They have it in uh, Rockville and I think Frederick, Maryland, maybe even one in Gaithersburg or something like that. But it's like, why in the hell do you have all these Krispy Kremes out in Maryland where no one even lives? No one lives in, in, in you know, Frederick, Maryland. No. It's, all, it's, all, it's all dark out there. No one can see. And then you have out here Manassas where Manassas sucks. I don't care. If, if you live in Manassas, I, I feel sorry for you because that place sucks. <laughs> you drive down Manassas, down, down 28, it's like one, one-way streets. There's like a thousand Mexican restaurants. You can't find like a normal Apple, Applebee's or Outback. It's all these Mexican restaurants that are all like hole-in-the-wall places. It just sucks over there, okay? Manassas sucks. And it's old and they, they don't want to update anything. But they have that one damn Krispy Kreme where I had to go to that one. And, of course, rush hour traffic. It, instead of a 40-minute drive from Lansdowne where I live, it took me freaking an hour and I think almost an hour and a half. And I'm like, I, I could have gone literally an hour and a half there. And I basically, let's put it this way. It took me three hours because it was an hour wait once I got there. So it was an hour wait. And they also didn't have the donuts that I was looking at and salivating over all day. I was like, okay, I want this. I want this. I want this. Because me and Jen said we're going to get two dozen. We're going to get six six donuts each of our own choosing. And then we're going to get the regular Krispy Kremes that, that obviously were the deal. Yeah. So I wanted to get the, the six myself. And I, I, the ones I chose, they didn't even have them. They only had like two left of regular. And they had like blueberry. I'm like, I'm not oh, eating a blueberry. Gross. I don't want a blueberry muffin for yeah. a donut. If I like, want I fruit, I'll get a banana. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm here to get donuts. Yeah, seriously, it's, it's not like a healthy restaurant. So it's like I went there and I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I was like, screw it. We made it over here. We got to do it. So we're sitting in line. Luckily for me, Arby's was next door. So I told Jen to stay there. I went over to Arby's, got some curly fries. We're looking like uh, bimbos in the wow. in, waiting, in, waiting in line at Krispy Kreme eating curly fries from Arby's. <laughs> oh my God. And, and, and we, we ended up getting the stupid damn donuts. And me and Jen took our took a bite. She's like, I want a hot, fresh donut. I said, okay, I haven't, I've never really tried a hot, fresh donut before. And because uh, they're always, you know, when, when you have them and you take them home, they always get cold or whatever. And then she takes a bite of it. I took a bite of it. Never have a hot Krispy Kreme. It is so gross, dude. Like, it's it's the worst. Like, it's just like... Yeah, uh, you got to like, let it cool uh, off. You got to let it cool off because it's got all the, the glaze best, the, and stuff dude, like that. No, I'm with you. The best Krispy Kreme, man. The best Krispy Kreme is when you get it out the next next morning. Oh, yeah. And you're like, I'm going to get this nice Krispy Kreme. Nice and, nice and, you know, fresh off the kitchen. You know, it's like... It holds up. It holds up. It, it does. That's the thing. 
is that I, I was just so frustrated that uh, an establishment as Krispy Kreme, as 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 great as, as not great as great as Krispy Kreme is, you'd think they would you know have an establishment somewhere closer uh, to you know one of the wealthiest areas in the United States rather than having it out in Manassas where everyone you know eats at the same place every single night and it, out in Alexandria where you can't get to in three hours. You know, it's just like. It just sucks, and it just it just pisses me off, you know. So it just no, my I, time. I get it, I get it. I, I'm with you. I, I've <laughs> I've thought about it too. I mean, it's definitely something, especially uh, in our area, where yeah, there are no uh, Krispy Kremes around here, and I think I think I, I agree. I think they're missing out. I mean, uh, Dunkin' Donuts is really the only option there for, and then like every now and then there's um, like we have a. Uh, God, what's the duck donuts in Herndon? Duck donuts, yeah, uh, See, which is pretty solid. They, they they were a North Carolina thing, and then yeah. they're, now they're moving up here. And it's like, okay, they're profiting from from you know our money. So yeah. it's like you look at it, and it's like, okay, they're they're making the right steps. But Chris Cream says, screw that. We're gonna stay over here where all the streetlights go out at ten. Well, Mike, you there's know, a like, franchise yeah. business opportunity for you right there. Oh, oh yeah, open up a Krispy Kreme. Come on, I there's. I, the, need to. I think you need to. I think the people want it. That's that's for sure. Now that's yeah. that's. Uh, uh, yeah, I, you couldn't pay me to uh, drive uh, three hours total to to, to Krispy Kreme in Manassas. I think that's oh, a, it was, that sounds like a literal torture. Um, I, was, I was getting a little. Uh, I mean, I the donuts are worth it for, for sure, but at the same oh, yeah. time, man, driving in rush hour to Manassas that is. Hey, real not quick before fun. you get to your sure before you get to yours, I want to know what your thoughts are on. Uh, like these deals, like have you heard of the the, the Burger King uh, like one cent Whopper deal thing? Yes, I have. Yeah, like, what, what are your thoughts on these deals? Because like I got I kind of kind of a little bit of a taste, like a li- literal taste of these deals uh, with this Krispy Kreme ordeal. Uh, so I want to know what your thoughts are. Like, do you want to have uh, you know, or do you want to you know execute? Uh, I'm trying to word this correctly. Do you want to execute going to get the deal because it's a great deal? Or do you just say, screw it, I'm staying home and ordering a pizza? Yeah, I mean, the only deals I usually navigate with are, are the, the Papa John's DC Sport deals where you get the 50% off. I mean, those are by far some of the best deals that exist. Uh, but yeah, I read about the Whopper one where what? You go to McDonald's and you order a Whopper on your... Uh, phone yeah, and, yeah. and you'll you know and if it shows that you're in your location that you're in a McDonald's you'll be able to go get it for one cent or um, you know and then you know I know McDonald's supposedly if you have the McDonald's app you, they have do deals all the time um, where if you have the McDonald's app you'll suddenly it'll pop up and be like all right you earned a free fries or something like that and yeah. I've heard about that I I, I I don't have it myself because I feel like that could get dangerous um, <laughs> you know and then there's little deals here and there like like with with the Wizards as well the free throw deal that that actually happened last night with the the chick-fil-a one um, oh, really where nice. the, the opposing player misses two free throws but then again it's like okay i want a free chick-fil-a sandwich what, what's chick-fil-a sandwich normally cost two dollars i mean like it's not <laughs> i mean this isn't you know at least with the papa john's pizza one 50 off i mean you're saving uh, a chunk load of change there chick-fil-a just because you know some crappy lakers player missed two free throws down the stretch i mean who cares um but the, that place goes bananas for the free chick-fil-a sandwich i think some people are so dumb that they think that they're going to be like handed 
a Chick-fil-A sandwich when they walk out of the arena or something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. Um, because they say, oh, free Chick-fil-A sandwich. It's like, nobody, no, there, there is not. You have to go to a McDonald's or a Chick-fil-A the next day, and then maybe they know about the promotion. Maybe they don't. You're going to go up and be like, hey, the the the, the player missed the, the two shots. I get a free sandwich. And they're going to be like, what are you talking about? Get out of our store. Yeah. Uh, and, and then it's like, maybe just the ones in D.C. do that. And it's like, well, I'm not going to D.C. to get a $2 Chick-fil-A sandwich for free. So, I think some of the deals are cool. I, what you just described with the donuts thing, that is awesome. I think that is a cool promotion, if it was closer, of course. Um, yeah. And then like 7-Eleven with the Slurpee stuff, free Slurpee day. Um, I know that's a that's a good one. But again, Slurpees are what, a dollar? I mean, like yeah, 75 seriously. cents? I guess it's more of the spirit of the thing. Well, it's like uh, that guy that comes in with like a KFC bucket. And like, I'm getting oh, my yeah. fill. Like, all right, dude. I believe like, you mean, you know, the hero of America. That's that's <laughs> that's what I say there. Yeah. The next president. Yeah, oh, I, I think I, nowadays if you have all these food uh, restaurants now all have apps. And if you join their rewards club, you know, you can get some rewards here and there. Um, so, I mean, it's nice. Uh, but I'm not going to go out of my way to redeem a, a deal like you did. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to do that. Uh, I did it on a whim, though. That's the thing. Yeah, I, that's I, fine. I, I mean, it's it fun. On. It's fun. It's oh, a fun okay. adventure and trip and things like that. No, no, I'm not. I'm not, not, not giving you shade. Um, I got you. I got you. But I think the best one by far is the Papa John's thing. I mean, that, that is. Dude, that is so great. It is I incredible. Was so, I was so tempted to do it yesterday because the Caps won on Saturday. I was so tempted, and then all of a sudden, I was like. Nope. Oh, yeah, could have done Papa pass. John's tonight because the Wiz they won. They scored over hundred right. for sure. Damn it. Uh, I mean, you oh, still got time. Gosh. It's only six fifty four. You're good on time, but <laughs> but yeah. Because when you do the Papa John's thing, because you, you're like your normal order would be like, all right, one pizza and maybe a drink or something like that, and then you do the Papa John's thing. It's like, well, we gotta get garlic sticks, or we gotta, you know, we gotta <laughs> might as well get wings too. And, might as well get two extra pizzas. And then that big cookie thing, the the. the the cookie cake thing and then <laughs> couple, my, well a couple two liters saves us a trip to the grocery and you know next thing you know you're you're having you know fifty dollars worth of uh papa john's and you're paying just a cool 25 yeah that's dude that's the best deal out there man i'd say it you, is I, it is I, I would love to have you know like think, think about this like if you have like an office party or something like that which de- we will definitely be getting back into the office party uh stuff next week but Literally, I think it's so funny to me because no, no joke. Like, think about having an office party or having some type of party, uh, and, and you're like, "Oh man, I gotta order like ten pizzas," and all of a sudden you order those ten pizzas and you only have to pay like forty bucks. It's incredible. Like, imagine that, man. Like, you've been the, you've been the, the, the champion of the town. Yeah, the champion of the town. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the town of an ass. My uh, my two point conversion isn't much. I won't uh, go on too long. It was just the only thing I could think of is on uh, Friday. We went back and uh, brought it old school and watched uh, Toy Story, the original Toy Story Ooh, nice, uh, again, nice, which nice. has got to be one of the number one seeds when it comes to Pixar films for sure, uh, or at least in the final four if there was a Pixar final tournament. Four, final final three, dude. Yeah, I, yeah if we're talking uh, Pixar tournament or something like that, because, yeah, it is. <laughs> going back and, and watching that again, there was jokes in there that I clearly missed the first time around. Uh, you know, I've seen that movie probably, you know, 20 times in my life now, but still there's stuff that you, you can rewatch it and uh, hear little jokes that you missed the first time. And uh, No, man, that's a classic. So we, we enjoyed. We're, we're going to go back, and because there was some Pixar documentary on Netflix, 
we watched that um and that got us in the mood now we're going to go back and kind of rewatch the originals and i mean you were talking about smash hits i mean pixar I mean, you're watching the documentary and they're like, all right, so, you know, we put out Toy Story and then we're like, man, we need we need something good to follow it up. And it's like, all right, we'll do Monsters, Inc. And then they put out, and of course, that's a smash shit. And they're like, well, we really need something good next. And they put out Finding Nemo. And then you're just like, man, hit after hit. I mean, <laughs> man, you, what are these guys doing? Those guys batting a thousand uh, for sure. Um, and then sign him, Rizzo. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. So that was that was fun. That was fun for sure. Um, I speak to one of our topics though next week. Yeah. Live show is when we have the comments and all that kind of stuff for stuff by the way when we have this this live show for everyone listening out there for like the three people that are t- going to tune in um basically when we have the comments I, we, we should have something like that where we should have a couple different planned things where we can have those polls and I, that i can that i can set up ahead of time and we do stuff like that so then the poll comes out and then we can do like the the top five pixar movies or whatever and then have those polls so people can vote on them and then we can discuss further after that that works for me. That's a good idea. <laughs> a little a extra g- work, but I guess I'll put the effort in. That's fine. That's good. That's good. Um, all right. So let's uh, take a break, and we'll come back with the final segment here. We'll talk. Uh, we'll quickly touch on the whiz, quickly touch on the caps, and then round things out with Pine Pony Express. Come on back. It's the DC Crossover. The DC Crossover is presented by Parando's Tex-Mex Grill. Located in Ashburn, Virginia, this family-owned restaurant gives you that warm and welcoming feeling as you walk through their doors. With two patios, fresh food, and weekly specials, you'll never be unsatisfied. Make your reservation today. Visit parandostexmex.com for all the details. The DC Crossover is supported by We Organize. Specializing in the Northern Virginia area, We Organize transforms your space from chaos to peace, complicated to simple, and cluttered to calm. If you're in the market for professional organizing assistance, schedule an appointment today. Dial 571-310-1315. That's 571-310-1315. We organize. Places, spaces, people. Welcome back, Pine Ponies, to the DC Crossover. This is the final segment here of the show. Again, uh, we talked some Redskins earlier. We touched on the Nats and had our two-point conversion donut conversation, and now we'll finish up where we'll kind of rapid-fire run through the Wizards and the Caps and then finish off with the Pine Pony Express. So, Mike, I was at the Wizards game last night as they took down the Lakers in pretty big fashion. I mean, this was a... uh, you know, one of those games where John Wall kind of on the mission, you know, we, you and I were joking about it over text where, okay, this is the audition uh, for the Lakers uh, that John Wall was doing as he was showing them, hey, guys, you know, you can sign me um, in a trade or something like that. But regardless, John Wall played really well, 40 points, 14 assists, six rebounds, 128-110. Wizards now 12-18 and 18 on the season. 11 spots uh, in the East, but, uh, you know, again, this continues to be a weird season for them as, you know, you trade away, uh, you know, you you bring in Sam Decker, the big news with the, the, uh, but the big news this week was Kelly Oubre uh, and Austin Rivers being traded for Trevor Reason. It was very weird how this all uh, unfolded because you had this original report 
of a three-team deal involving Memphis um, and Phoenix and, and Detroit, uh, not Detroit, and, and Washington um, that with kind of the similar names involved. And then you hear, and uh, you and I had texted about it that night, and then wake up the next day, and I got a text from you um, <laughs> that was saying, oh, the trade fell through. Um, and it was going, wow, okay. Um, and then later that day, it came out that the Suns and the Wizards were actually still in talks about this move. And then it ended up happening, and I think it technically became official today. Um, yeah. But they had pulled it off, you know, a few days ago. But yeah, Kelly Oubre and Austin Rivers to Phoenix for Trevor Ariza, ex Wizard Trevor Ariza, as he comes back to DC and. Pretty weird move. Um, you know, I, I, I did not see something like this coming. Um, and I think you were baffled just as I was. As, uh, you know, Trevor Reza, you know, the main the main points with him is he's a 3 and D type guy. He's a good defender. He can shoot threes. But he's up there in age. I mean, he's a veteran. He's been around a while. Um, Kelly Oubre, one of those guys that struggled a lot at times, but also provided a nice energy spark. He's gone. Austin Rivers, that was kind of a failed experiment. I don't think the guys oh, yeah. really liked him. I don't think he got a Along with the other guards, Wall and Beal, um, it's tough to break into the guard community with the with the Wizards. As far as you know, working with John Wall and Bradley Beal, I think the only guys that have been good at it are guys like Thomas Sandorinsky, who he's not going to ruffle feathers. He's just going to go out there and play hard. <laughs> plays. And, and like he's you know you know he's the type of guy that he'll be perfectly happy if he never shoots the ball. Um, if he's just distributing <laughs> and and you know being out there on the court, he knows he's going to get along with those guys. But yeah, but yeah Mike Trevor Reeser comes to the the Wizards and. I think he'll get his, you know, probably will play here this week. Uh, but seeing Kelly Oubre, in, uh, especially um, no longer in a Wizards uniform, this is kind of a kind of a weird move uh, for Grunfeld and uh, definitely something that was unexpected. Yeah, it's, <laughs> dude, it's just the funniest thing, man, because I, I actually tweeted it out and I think, um, ah, who was it? There was a guy, I forgot who, what, his, what his name was. I think he was from the, from the Washington Post. Uh, a columnist, I forgot, totally forgot his name. He tweeted me back and said that the deal fell through that night. And that's the funny thing to me is that when I saw that, I was like, thank God. Like, I didn't want that deal to go through whatsoever. No. But the only reason it fell through, I think, is because the Grizzlies thought that they were they were going to give away some I think his last name was Brooks or something like that. Yeah, it was Marshawn Brooks, and they yeah. were looking for Dylan Brooks or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 I mean, it's like how do you how do you mess that up? That's like a Wizards thing to do. But still, it's like the Wizards were you know they were down to the trade for no, I mean no matter what happened. So it's like the Suns were like, okay, thanks, we'll, we'll take you know one of your one of your best up, up and coming young players for a guy that's you know costing us a lot of money and, and you know basically uh, thirty wait thirty two thirty three whatever. It's like Ariza's got maybe one or two decent years left in him. I mean, like at an elite level, uh, he's not elite per, per per se, but like at the, the level he needs to be uh, to be a starter in the league. And that's the thing is, like, I just look at it and I'm like, this is just ridiculous, man. Like, how do you? Why do you give away? And we we were texting about it a lot today, like saying basically, this is something you do when you think, like we said for multiple times now. This is something you, you do if you're like, you know, like the Warriors or something like that. They need that extra piece just to get you over the hump and you know, get you from a, a four seed to a two seed or whatever it may be. But we're an 11, or, or I can't even say 11 seed because there, there is no 11 seed. There's 11 place, uh, but uh, the third loser. Um, but that's the thing is like literally you look at it and you're just like, this is ridiculous. I mean, literally, you're giving away an asset. You know, one of the three assets that people keep saying trade, 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 trade. 
Yes, you got rid of uh, Austin Rivers, which was a good move because Austin Rivers obviously, um, you know, is, is the guy that you want to get rid of because, like you said, he's kind of a you know cancerous and stuff like that in the locker room, and the sole fact uh, that he was costing you a decent amount of cash too. But really, when you're looking at it, it's just oh, what are you doing giving away Kelly Oubre? He's not costing you any money. You're getting Trevor Ariza for what you know a, a minuscule amount of time. It's like. What makes this any sense to anybody? I mean, and you know, we're not experts in this at all. Uh, you're more the basketball guy than I am because you, you focus more so on, on the Pistons and the Wiz and all that kind of stuff, uh, and so on and so forth. But it's like I just look at it and say, like, how is this? How is this happening? Like, Ted has to be there when he's like, "Hey, Ted," you know, this is, uh, obviously Ernie. Hey, Ted, uh, I got some uh, got some deals here in place. Uh, did you give me permission? And what does it say? Like, yes. Like, go do go do your thing, Ern. Like, I don't I don't get it. Like, how do how do you go and, and make this trade and give away Kelly Oubre, who is actually? I mean, Kelly Oubre was literally shocked when he got traded. And I'm sure he was like, "Well, it sucks that I'm going to Phoenix, but I I, I do get to go and and uh, maybe start a game, <laughs> you know, uh, for once." And, it, and that's the thing is, I just look at it. And I'm like. This is just this is just crap. And I'm yeah, sure it's Scott Brooks. Scott Brooks is probably saying like, yeah, yeah, trade him away because I'm, I'm I'm gonna get fired anyways. I don't. Oh damn it! I gotta edit that out. <laughs> uh, damn it! That's okay. Uh, I'll 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 I'll, uh, I'll send you the you. the timestamp there. Uh, save you save you the trouble there. Damn it! Um, All right, you go ahead. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think. Um, the uh yeah it was it was surprising it was surprising uh, I, you know the game yesterday uh, i think is is kind of an anomaly um because i think the wizards more played be that well because of their opponent uh because it was the lakers coming into dc and uh john wall wanted to show you know the lakers that he you know he he's their point guard of the future or you know it, it was one of those things where i don't know i mean i don't think the wizards can put that type of effort in day in and day out that, that they played with last night. I mean, last night was one yeah. of the best games I've seen them play in years in, in, in plenty of seasons. I mean, they were all over it defensively. John Wall was engaged the entire game, putting up big numbers, hitting shots, hitting threes. I think he hit four or five threes in the game. Uh, you know, you had some of the role players like Thomas Bryant playing well. You had... Um, I mean, Sam Decker came off the bench and put up 20. I mean, and yeah. uh, and airballed a couple threes. But uh, you know, uh, it, it's it was one of those games where the Wizards are, are not going to play. I mean, I just can't see them playing that great as as great as they did yesterday, uh, day in and day out. I mean, I'd love for them to, and I think they they showed last night is that's the team they're supposed to be. You know that that's a that's a top five team in the yeah. East type performance that they put up last night. Are they going to be able to do that? It just their their record shows that they're not. I mean, they they don't seem John Wall. Uh, you know, you can watch him, and there's some games where he's just not engaged. Uh, he's just not he's not in it defensively, or he's not. You know, he wanted to show out last night and and take on Lonzo Ball uh, and all the baggage that that the Ball name comes with, and uh, he wanted to destroy him, and he did. Uh, so. We'll kind of see it, but the, the the last points there is just that it is a long season. I mean, this is there's still a lot of basketball left. I mean, the Wizards are 12 and 18. 
Um, so 30 games into an 82-game season, they've still got 50 or so games to go. They do have time to right the ship um, because the worst possible position you can be in is the exact spot that they're in right now, that 8 through 11, 12 spots in the, in the yeah. Eastern Conference. It is the worst possible positions to be in so you're either contending or you're not so the Wizards have to kind of figure it out and um, uh, about halfway through the season they should know hey are we going to be a contender for the East in a very tough Eastern Conference or should we again focus on the rebuild start shipping off guys and things like that right now they're kind of in a limbo so we'll we'll see how that plays out Um, by the way the the arena last night about 75% Lakers fans for sure um, in that arena it was almost a home game for LA what else is there it was wild (laughs) It was a while. I mean, we were we were surrounded by Lakers fans. I'm trying to think. I don't know if there were any Wizards fans uh, within our section, at least, or at least our couple rows. Um, it was. Were you wild. wearing a jersey? Were you wearing a jersey? No, I was wearing a Christmas sweater and a Wizards hat. <laughs> I was wearing my my Star Wars Christmas sweater, but I was wearing my Wizards hat. Uh, so I was I was representing a little bit there. Um, yeah. From the other team, from one team that plays at Capital One Arena to the other, the Red Hot Washington Capitals. And Mike, another game. I'm, I've just been going to games left and right, I guess, because I saw yeah. on Tuesday, saw the uh, Detroit Red, Red Wings come to town um, and take on the Caps and get absolutely demolished. Um, <laughs> I left after two periods. Um, and, uh, you know, there's... I'd, you'd be hard to find a team that's playing better hockey than the Washington Caps right now, especially Alexander yeah. Ovechkin, who's just on absolute fire. I mean, Mike, what two hat tricks recently? And I mean, <laughs> this is game. this is Ovi, who's supposedly at the tail end of his career here. I mean, the guy looks like he's in his prime. Yeah, he's. I think he's 30, 33 years old or thirty two. I forgot exactly which which age he is, but uh, I don't keep track of their ages. Obviously, uh, either you're older or not. Um, but that's the thing is literally he has two hat tricks in the last three games. And he's, I think he has a 17 game point streak, which is unbelievable. Um, and he has 29 goals, which is leading the NHL, which is un- unreal as it is. But I think the only team that you can say is as hot as the caps right now is the Tampa Bay lightning. I mean, they're just, they're winning games left and right. And that's the funny thing is that the caps are still trailing the lightning by a decent uh, margin. Uh, but that's just like that, that's that's insane. Like, I mean, they, they beat the Lightning last year. I think if the Caps face the Lightning in the playoffs, that would be a great matchup again. Yeah. Uh, that Vasilevsky, their goalie, is, is playing outstanding. Uh, Hopi has had really good flashes uh, as of late. Um, but I mean, two shootout wins over the last two games, uh, which is fantastic to see because the Caps somehow, for in my like uh, memory for uh, for just thinking about the other shootouts. They usually come out like the other end because they always have, say for instance, they always have that that last one where they score, they win, and then all of a sudden they don't, and then it comes back and they lose. It's just like for me, it's like you know, seeing them win a shootout game. It's 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 good. To, it's good, and it's a good feeling to have because of the whole fact that hey, you know, if, if they go out and win these shootout games because you know they don't want Oshie and Backstrom to be the only guys and Kuznetsov to be the only guys that have that can score. You know, Ovechkin had a nice shootout goal the other night, uh, which which was perfect, but. The game against Carolina, for instance, that that was a big win because of the sole fact that they were down in that one, four to one, and they ended up coming all the way back. It was kind of like uh, uh, flipping the script, like they had at home against the Ducks uh, back in December second. That was the biggest game uh, of, of, I guess you could say, the month so far, because that was starting the month off in the wrong direction because they lost 
their first two games in, De in December. And before that, they won seven games before that Ducks game in a row. And now all of a sudden you see they lost those two games against uh, uh, Anaheim and they also lost it on the road in Vegas. And then all of a sudden now they've won five straight, um, which I mean, you, you, you can't get any better than that because now right now their record, they're, they're, they're just you know, murdering people because I told you during the Red Wings game, I believe it was, uh, well, how many games was that? I think it was 13 games straight. Maybe it was 11 of that. I forgot the exact number I texted you, but they have scored over three goals in literally like the last, jeez, uh, it has to be like around 15 games or so. They scored at least three goals or more in a row, which is which is unbelievable to have that kind of streak go because even in their losses, like, like we said, at Vegas, they scored three. Uh, against Anaheim, they scored five. So it's like, even if their losses are scoring goals, and if they're, if they're playing like this, you know, throughout the rest of the season, that's going to be something to watch out for. Because Tom Wilson, he's he's getting on the board with his points, which is very surprising because we've said it time and time again. He's not a point getter. He goes out there, has his physicality, makes his presence known. Uh, we'll sprinkle in a point here or there. But I think when he came back, he even had like a seven game point streak, which is like unheard of for him. But you know, as Kuznetsov is starting to get back in the fold after his uh, whole entire injury situation. I think it was an upper body injury. And then uh, TJ Oshie with his concussion, he got back. I mean, they were winning games without TJ Oshie and Kuznetsov, who are two top line guys, or I guess you say top line guys that Oshie can be a top liner, but he's a second liner for us. And Kuznetsov is typically a first liner, but they reunited Backstrom while Kuznetsov was, all, Kuznetsov was out. Backstrom with Ovechkin, which is uh, phenomenal, but uh, you know, getting that duo back together after so many years uh, being uh, flip flopped. But dude, I tell you, uh, you know, they have two more days until Pittsburgh, uh, which I'm kind of bummed about because I wanted them to win another game so I can get Papa John's and have an excuse. True. But at, at the same time, you know, they got Pittsburgh and Buffalo, and they won that shootout against Buffalo. Buffalo is a surprise team this year with Eichel and, and company. So watch out for that game on Friday as well. So the next two games are going to be really good games, but. The thing, is, the thing I'm looking for right here is that after that Buffalo game, they got Ottawa, who is like a eh team, and then you got Carolina, who, again, is, like I said, an eh team at the same time. So you got Ottawa, Carolina, Ottawa in the next three uh, three games after these next two uh, against Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Those three games are really going to tell you if, if this team is – is not, not if this team is for real because we know that, but if this team – can withstand uh, and, and not play down to the level of their opponent and, and try to, you know, get these games in hand and, and win them and just move on. Because then they got Nashville at home uh, on New Year's Eve, which is going to be a very, very fun game to watch out for. Two of the top five teams in the NHL on New Year's Eve at 1230. It's going to be tough to get up at 1230 in the morning because, you know, one of the days I get to sleep in, I want to sleep in. But for a Caps game, I'm willing to do it. Yeah, I think so. I think that... Uh... You know, as you said, it's going to be interesting the, the, the next couple weeks, and then we'll definitely um, hopefully have some Caps hockey to talk about on our on our live uh, live show and things like that. So yeah. uh, we'll keep an eye out. But, again, this team is red hot, as you mentioned. Um, all right, let's move on to our last little uh, discussion here. It's the Pine Pony Express. Pine Pony Express. I think it's Giddy a, it's a fan Pony. favorite, uh, this, this segment here, because people love – um, talking about uh, you know our discussions about these various news stories, and um, I've got mine pulled up here. Um, All right. Do you All right. do you want me to go first here? Now, is yours is yours a funny one? Yes. Okay, so we will go with yours second because mine's not really funny. Mine's more so a uh, like a uh, what if situation. Okay. So okay, mine is titled 
no more Mondays. Colorado school district moves to four day weeks. Ooh. Now that is something I tell you. That is I mean, something. <laughs> I mean, okay. So I'll, I'll read a little excerpt here. So it's a Colorado school district will transition from five day weeks to four day weeks beginning in August. Now this was, uh, this is obviously at the end of the summer, so I guess they're, they're transitioning for this year. Uh, I've, I've had this, you know, saved, but there's other ones that trumped it, and I just want to get rid of it off my thing. But it's a very uh, interesting one to talk about because literally, you look at it, they said that a four day week will entice quality teachers and allow for uh, the allocation of resources to items more critical than the school than to the district's primary purpose. I didn't read this uh, in a while, so I'm trying to get <laughs> trying to get a feel for it. But let's just talk about this in general. A four-day week for school. Now, you have to imagine, okay, this is going to be like middle school, high school, all that kind of stuff. What would you have done if you had three-day weekends growing up? Now, that's something that you always want to think about and say, wow, I want to move to Colorado because they have everything. They got four-day weeks. They got, you know, marijuana. You know, they got they got everything out there now. Yeah, they're living the dream out there. I think (laughs) the interesting thing to think about, too, is – uh, the sports teams as far as kind of practices and games because I know you know we would have Saturday practices every now and then we'd have a Saturday morning for, for during yeah. the baseball season or basketball season um, but it was pretty much once you got through your Saturday morning stuff you, you had the rest of the weekend to yourself now you got to think our teams how are teams going to utilize this are they going to be able to get in uh, like a Monday or a Friday depending on what the what the three day weekend falls into you know are they, are they going to be able to get a practice in on that off day or now they're going to have a shorter uh, window in the week to practice uh, with the games mixed in. It, it's intriguing. I do, I do think though, um, and I've heard a lot of theories on this, and even in the in the workplace, that uh, four day weeks are actually more productive um, because yeah. you have less time to work with. Because when you have the five days, uh, you know there's going to be times and lulls here and there, and maybe you're not as focused because you go, oh well, I don't, you know, if I don't get it done today, I've got four more days I can get it done this week or something like that. If you've got a shorter work week, you know, you, the time time is of an essence, so, so maybe you have to you know spend more time in that short amount of frame and, and get things done uh quicker so i mean I, i'm all for it man i mean yeah. but a three-day weekend as a kid oof, that would have been incredible just imagine yeah. imagine that in high school or something like that <laughs> the, the amount of sleep you could have gotten all high school i mean it's unbelievable well that's the thing is is uh you know and, and to use an adult example before i get to my um adolescent example um basically I look at it this way and say, my buddy is a cop in South Carolina and he's on a four, three schedule. So um, typically for cops, they usually have a five, two schedule where it's like five days on two days off. And then uh, they also have four threes. He's on a four, three. He says that literally um, when he works 10 hours a day for four days, and then he has three days off, he says the first day he catches up on sleep. And then the next two days he uses for errands or just hanging out. So basically he has like that day in there for like, basically relaxing and uh, recouping his body and all that kind of stuff to basically, you know, get back the energy and stuff like that, that the work week, you know, took it, took its toll on. And I'm like, man, that would be the life right there. Like, I, I don't have the balls to be a cop, but it's like, that's the life right there. You know, you get, you know, one full day to, you know, to, to be, you know, yourself and just relax and just, you know, sit, you know, you know, your boxers watching, you know, TV and HBO go and all that kind of stuff. But then you have the next two days where you can actually, you can actually get stuff done, which is like, oh, that's nice. You know, it's like that, that'd be really nice to have. But 
I think that would be a, a real benefit uh, because obviously that that would cut into the I don't know how many weeks are in a school year, but that would cut into those those weeks uh, and, and days and whatnot of the school year. So obviously, you know, uh, it, it, you know, it's a give and take kind of thing. But literally, I don't know how that would work. But besides the point, I, I as an adolescent, uh, is that the right word, adolescent? Sure. That, okay, making sure. I'm just making sure because I haven't used it in like literally a decade. Um, but no joke, like if you're a high school kid and stuff like that, wouldn't you feel better after, you know, you get your quote unquote fill of the weekend? Because, you know, I, I, th- I thought about it this, this, this past weekend where I work for the school system and I have to get up pretty early. And it's like, really, when the weekend ends, I'm just like, man, this sucks. You know, it's like, I, I don't want to get up early or something like that on Monday and stuff like that. Because obviously there wouldn't be a quote unquote case of the Mondays, as, as they used to say, I think. Was that in the office, I think? <laughs> um, or whatever show that was, the case of the Mondays came out. But that, that's the thing. You wouldn't have that situation where, you know, you're, you're, you're feeling like, you know, straight crap on Monday because, you know, the weekend took its toll or something like that. You could use Monday as, like a like I said, a recovery day. Yeah, it would feel, feel more balanced for sure. Exactly. So, I mean, that's, I, just, I think that, honestly, you could do a lot more with having that. And then, you know, you have your school days for the four days and then maybe have, like, say, one less week of summer or two, week, two less weeks of summer or something like that. Because, obviously, you know, summer is long enough as it is. But you think about it and say, hey, I got four-day weeks. You know, you can count it down. Because then you're like, man, by Wednesday, you're just burnt out. You know, so it's like, I, I think it would be a beneficial thing. But, obviously, if there's only one district so far in the, in the nation that I think has done it, I mean, there might be more. Who knows? But well, that could be that, that could be your country. platform. That could be your platform. You tell everybody uh, in the school district that uh, you're you're running for superintendent of that. Uh, that's going to be what you, you you bring to the table. Uh, Sarone for put, put vending machines everywhere. Yeah, vending. Uh, yeah, chocolate water fountains. Right. Um, <laughs> Hawaiian punch. Yeah, Hawaiian punch water fountains. My story <laughs> is a little different. Um, This story is Santa on the naughty list after swearing at children. Um, So basically, this Santa Claus um, was at an event at this, uh, you know, like apartment complex or something like that. There was fire alarms went off and, uh, you know, people started to flee and get out of there. And Santa Claus apparently kind of uh, ripped his beard off and his hat off, and he was <laughs> and he was cursing at the children, telling them basically to get the f out. Um, and uh, <laughs> I just, I'm sorry, right when you right when you said it, I was like, what would this guy say? Like, get the f out of my way! <laughs> he literally was yelling and cursing at the children. Telling him to leave the building, but he was not saying leave the building. He was using a lot of expletives, um, and uh, and yeah. So apparently, uh, oh man, and and uh, the parents were none none too happy about that, uh, understandably. But oh, at the man. same time, you know, Santa's just making sure that nobody, uh, little Timmy, doesn't die in the fire. You know, how much how much would they would they have to pay you to be a, a mall Santa Oof. for like uh, say say a week? A week, gotta be, uh, gotta be at least a grand. <laughs> at least a grand, goddamn man, that's a that's really low. I thought you were gonna go a little higher than that. Oh yeah, no man, uh, yeah, I, it's, it's starting point. Starting point is, is yeah, starting the negotiations because that sounds problem. absolutely awful. Um, Seriously, dude, I saw I saw this uh, one of my uh, family members 
uh, put their uh, uh, their kid, I guess, saw Santa for the first time or something like that. Actually, it wasn't a family member. It was a friend. And they actually had their kid there for the first time seeing Santa. And this Santa, he, he looked like he was going to pass out and, and uh, you know, pass, pass on like tomorrow. Like this guy was hurting. I mean, he, he, he was he was the, probably the the weakest in the knees Santa I've ever seen in my life. Like this guy, this guy, he he. I I wanted to comment so bad, but I didn't want to make my, my friend feel bad. Sure. Uh, that they went to this like this like you know country bumpkin you know you know strip mall that had Santa that they that they plucked off the you know the side of the street, uh, just like in that movie Bad Santa. But it's like my God, this Santa. I mean, I don't know why that baby wasn't crying. That Santa was probably boozed up, you know and. I don't even know, man. That was a that was a, the biggest worthless Santa I've ever seen in my life. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could make. I think you could pull off a good Santa. I could. You're hey, you're, I, you're very gregarious. I, I, yeah, I mean, honestly, I could I could pull it off. But again, it's just like, do I really want to? No. I guess that's the thing. It's like, do I really want to sit there and and you know have a Christmas story where people are pissing on my leg? And do do that kind of stuff. Like, no, I don't want to do all that kind no, of stuff. No, no, I'm with you on that. But yeah, so this that was the story for the Pine Pony Express, the cursing Santa Claus. You win, you win, man. <laughs> That's what we should do. I think we mentioned it before. We should have people think and like like you know contact us and say like who won, you know who won who won the Pine Pony. Because obviously, you know it's 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 there's good news stories and there's ones like mine that are like eh, they're not they're really funny. But yeah, but there's been weeks but, where I haven't been able to bring it. Uh, and you have so yeah I, I agree I think if if you are the uh, the faithful listeners definitely give us some feedback there um, and maybe uh, maybe starting next week we'll do kind of a little competition there we'll do a poll right. or something All like right. that so definitely uh, definitely on, stay man. tuned for next week we're gonna have a real fun show planned for you guys so definitely um, stay tuned for that and we'll keep you updated as the, as the details come but uh, hopefully, like I said, some video components and some year-end discussions, resolutions, you know, all that good stuff, uh, as well as mixed in with some watching, watching some local sports. So uh, that will be a great way to wrap up 2018 and hopefully bring in some some good uh, some good uh, exciting news and events and things like that in 2019 with the show and, and getting to do some some great stuff like that. So oh yeah. Definitely stay tuned for that. Again, go back and if uh, go back and listen to all the uh, discussions for this episode. Segment one was about the Washington Redskins. Segment two on the Nats, and then obviously we talked Wizards and Caps um, here in the final segment. Any final words, Mister Cerrone, before we take our leave this week? Uh, not so much, man. I'm, I'm actually really pumped about next week because we've been talking about it for a while now, and and I, I just can't wait just to sit on the couch. Uh, like I'm doing right now, because obviously the last couple of weeks have been kind of busy for us with a lot of different things with holidays and stuff like that coming to town. So uh, it's very difficult, uh, you know, to have you come all the way out here and stuff like that to get it done. So we just do it a little bit easier way this way. But I'm really excited about next week because I haven't seen you in person for a little while. And it's going to be nice to uh, watch a nice game or do something and then actually have a have a little little uh, beverage or two. Uh, so, um, you know, it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be nice. And hopefully uh, we'll decide if it's going to be unfiltered or not. That's the one thing I want yeah, to make sure. Yeah, we'll think about it, it. We'll think about yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, it might get unfiltered towards the end, but at sure. the same time, you know, we'll, uh, we'll have to decide on that. But definitely stay tuned uh, for uh, some announcements this weekend. We're going to be planning it out this weekend and, and figuring out what days we're going to do it and stuff like that. But uh, sure. hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and a nice Christmas Eve. Uh, you know, if it, Hey, what? by the way, 
when are you supposed to eat Chinese food? Is it Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Like, which one is supposed to be? Uh, I think Christmas Day. Christmas Maybe day, Christmas okay. Eve too. I don't know. I thought it was Christmas Day because all the all the restaurants and stuff are closed. Because Christmas Eve usually businesses are, are still open. Uh, typically, I know I've done Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve uh, and stuff like that before. Ah, so, yeah. you're one of them. So I think it's Christmas Day. Okay, I'm just making sure because me and Jen said we were gonna possibly get some Chinese food, and uh, I think that's why my dad called me a moron because I said, "Hey, we're gonna get some uh, Chinese food after we leave my aunt's house." Uh, that that night, he's like, "What?" Like I think he was really confused about that because I think I was way off on it. But I mean, who the hell knows? Yeah, I gotta get some mushu pork. Absolutely. What is that your go-to? No, no, no. I'm a chicken lo mein guy. (laughs) Why did you say mushu pork? I don't know. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, okay. <laughs> Kung Pao chicken. Kung Pao, man. That's a good one. Right. Orange chicken, crispy beef, all of it. Oh, man, now I'm hungry again. I already wow. ate dinner. Uh, all right. Well, that about <laughs> does it for the DC Crossover. Again, don't forget to rate, review, uh, subscribe, all the good stuff. Um, and stay tuned for next week. Uh, for Mike Cerrone, I'm Ben Simpson. Again, this has been another episode of the DC Crossover. See you guys next week. Let's set fire.